ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. The Holy Word of God says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. That means is not by man's power that godly, righteous, good things are done in the world. It is by God's power. And in order to have God's power, we need to pray. <clears throat> Jesus Christ said, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. All right, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Watch this right here. Turn in the back, watch this. Watch this. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to preach uh, in your hearing again, just make sure you don't do that area. Uh, we have a visitor with us this this afternoon. A I, I think they call them a dragonfly, uh, but the devil is alive. Didn't mean to rhyme, but sometimes I do that sometimes. The importance of having men who understand the times and who know what to do and how to lead the people of God. <clears throat> Turn your Bibles to First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32 and of the children of Issachar help her but make sure you don't touch that back there 
and of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were two hundred, and all of their brethren were at their commandment. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you For your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. Thank you, Lord, for the thousands of answers to prayer. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. For those of us, Lord, who are saved, Lord, help us to confess our sins unto you honestly, for you know all about it. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of all of our sins as we from our hearts. By your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father God, thank you for that idea. And Lord, I pray that you would crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. For those of us who are saved, and fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. Put a God at our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, our temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, I remember the days as a young evangelist Lord, when I prayed, when I prayed like that, I prayed, I assumed everybody was saved in the church. Uh, Lord, thank you for revealing to me that that's just not the case, and this is a very serious matter. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, uh, today for the salvation of the lost everywhere in the church, especially. And Lord, uh, that includes my own wife, Marika White. I pray for her to humble herself down off of her 
Pharaoh-styled, Jamaican-styled pride and stubbornness and rebelliousness. Uh, obviously, she's not a saved person. She has not borne any of your fruits. And you told us that we will know them by their fruits, and certainly a spouse will know after a while whether or not a wife is or a husband is saved by their behavior and their lack of fruit, uh, fruit thereof. And so, Lord, I pray that you would open her blinded eyes from her religion uh, and uh, unstop her deaf ears and save her soul. And save the souls of others, Lord, in my family. And Lord, move upon their hearts to realize that they are religious but lost. And I pray this for thousands, maybe millions of people across the country and around the globe. For this is a huge problem. And is, I believe now, the cause of many of the problems in the so-called church of today. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray, uh, Lord, uh, I guess when we went out yesterday evening and left the door open, this dragonfly came in, I pray that you would even resolve that problem because you've taught me down through the years. There's nothing too big or too small for you to take care of when it comes down to your gospel going out and your word going out. So Holy Father God, we pray that you would block that problem, help us to do what we can. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my wife, Marika White, uh, and other people in my family who have that issue, our family extended. Uh, and Lord, I do pray that you would cast out the satanic, demonic spirit, spirits of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, uh, as well as cast out the sins that these demonic spirits constantly produce. Uh, we know that is demonic because the people who are possessed by the demons don't have any power, don't have any self-control, don't have any control over it. And I do pray that you would drive the demons of hell as I've prayed for 34 years. And Lord, I remember telling my wife uh, after we had gotten married, she never showed this side before we got married, uh, but I, I remember when we didn't have a whole lot of money and uh, in the first few months and we bought a card table to eat off of and I told her sitting at that card table uh, over 34 years ago that I believe in the uh, in what Jesus Christ did. I believe that uh, uh, if a person is full of demons I, be, I believe in casting the demons out. I remember telling her that several times, and I'm sure she remembers as well. And uh, 
I still believe that because people will not have 100% peace if a person is demon-possessed and controlled and dominated. And so drive the demons of hell out. It makes no difference what the circumstances are. If a person is filled with you, Lord Jesus, and the demons of hell are cast out, there is peace and joy. And all people who are saved ought to have a little bit of heaven on earth. All Christian families ought to have uh, a little bit of heaven on earth. And so, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for uh, uh, the tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests that we have. For a saved person, it doesn't matter what the issues are. Uh, they still have your peace that passes all understanding and your joy unspeakable because they have you. And uh, uh, in fact, even in the midst of tribulation, you've taught us to be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And since you have overcome the world, that means you've overcome all of the circumstances of the world. And we have overcome the world in you. While the world gets frustrated and angry and bitter, Christians get better and have a sweeter spirit and are remarkably joyful and cheerful no matter what happens. Mm, even when people are persecuting them, even when people are trying them and uh, trying to hinder them. And so Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Once again today, thank you for one of the greatest days we've had in a long time on yesterday. Lord, you're giving me the strength and the mind to preach twice in two different services, one in the morning and one in the evening. I cannot thank you enough for what you have done and for what you're doing. And so, Lord, we know that you're going to bless us with another good day today. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, Satan, and the demons of hell from our family, our family extended, from all other Christian families, all other people who name the name of Christ, and Lord, from all of the people around us. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you would indeed uh, deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ and who are saved. Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit. Turn around and watch this. Turn around and watch this. You need to make sure you pay attention to all of that. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me of that. And, Lord, we pray 
that you deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people watching right now, all of the people listening right now. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving, and the mourning around the world. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. that you would indeed lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, and troubles, and problems, and fears from our feeble hearts and minds, and fill us all who are saved with your peace, that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will help those of us who are truly saved to confess our sins and to repent of our sins and to turn from our wicked ways. And to do right by you obey you. Obey your word, obey your Holy Spirit, obey what we know in our conscience that we ought to do right about. And deliver us, Lord, from all of our afflictions and distresses. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our persecutions and attacks. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our uh, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And Lord, I do pray that you would deliver your people from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, uh, especially during this time under inflation like we have never seen before and uh, uh, and gas prices and everything else that's happening in the world the threat of World War three the threat of Civil War two and uh, the coronavirus is on the increase as the news is pointing out today and the other plagues are among us
the monkey uh, virus, hepatitis among young children due to coronavirus plague. And yet the plague of the happy talk people who they see these plagues and these problems and and yet they are uh, bent to try to do the happy talk thing that everything is all right when everything is not all right. You told us in your word there will be people like that who will cry peace and safety when there is no peace, peace and safety. And so Holy Father God, I pray that you would grant me your fresh energy, your fresh unction and anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your holy word, to preach your holy gospel, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and glorify your holy name, lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and use us, Lord, if you can. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that you'd bless and protect our family as well as all other Christian families and Christian people. Protect us, Holy Father God, today from ourselves, our flesh and the devil, and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will place upon us the whole arm of God, surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And cleanse us and protect us through the holy and precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The importance of having men who understand the times. And who know what to do. I was going to stop it right there. I think that sounds like a better title. But I added and how to lead the people of God, which is important too. We have people who claim to be church leaders, but they're actually church followers and they're blind leading the blind. Their leaders are right, blind leading the blind. See, when you do not have God's understanding, wisdom, knowledge, insight, and you can't fake this. See, this is why people who are in the pulpit ought to be called to preach by God. Because He is not going to give you what He would give a God-called man of God. God will give all wisdom and knowledge and understanding if they pray for it. But 
if you're not called for this position and you just volunteered for it, the devil is going to use you to do more harm than good. Uh, Andy Stanley, who said he was a volunteer. Well, in the ministry, we don't need volunteers in leadership. We need volunteers to help leadership. So, uh, we have the blind leading the blind. Make sure that's on Alcatel. And that is a problem. Uh, I'm convi- I, I am convinced now and I love Church Leaders uh, magazine. I think they're trying to help pastors. That's what I I used to think more. Uh, I used to think that way. But uh, I believe now, considering what has happened, the death of thousands of pastors and pastors' wives, the shutting down of hundreds, thousands of churches around the world, over half of the so-called pastors uh, that have resigned and who have quit and who want to quit. And by the way, it's worse to want to quit than to quit. We would rather for you to just quit. See, I have I have full confidence God will do what He wants done with or without you or me. And and so I believe that the Church Leaders magazine ought to shut down temporarily and call it church servants and stop coddling pastors. I saw another article the other day. Beautiful young ladies in the picture. Twelve questions. Uh, you ought never you ought not to ever ask your pastor. And it's always that they they have that kind of stuff in there all of the time, you know, just coddling pastors. Pastors can't take anything. Uh, that needs to be right here. That needs to be brought out because that's going to be a problem right there. That needs to be brought out and open up over here, over here. Don't lean on that. Um, it, it, it is basically entertainment for pastors. 
and really not a help at this point and particularly if it's going to have on its pages Andy Stanley invited by Ed Stetzer to tell his lies and heretic, uh, heresy and I really mean this and if outreach is the same way I'm not that familiar with outreach Uh, if it's the same way under the same leadership that's going to host the heretic Andy Stanley and needs to shut down. If he's your leader, uh, you are following the blind, leading the blind. And one of the most frightening things that I have seen in the church is how that many pastors are just followers. They, f they find somebody who is successful and they become a follower of him and they try to implement uh, in their church what he did. And as a man of God, as a pastor really, uh, you ought not to be following anybody but God and Jesus. You say, well, I have to follow people to get more uh, uh, members, I mean, more followers myself, that's a lie out of hell. You are a leader. Now, if you want to follow somebody, follow your pastor. Okay. I'm glad to see that. After I prayed, that dragonfly evidently flew into my little uh, trap for him, so. Uh, I was so happy to see a young man the other day. He's a young man. He's only 40 years old. And uh, uh, he's the son of a great man of God. I was so happy to see he's not following anybody in one of his social media things. No, no. If you are a God called leader, uh, servant, leader as you call him, a God called minister. You don't need to be following no other ministers. You can follow your pastor if he's a godly man uh, of God. But you don't need to be following anybody else and following, following their foolishness and what they're talking about. And plus, you can't wear what they have anyway. It's not, it's not for you. You got to do what God called you to do. And people who are truly called by God, they have that peace and they have that confidence in God. That God will, God will lead them and guide them and direct them. If you see me following anybody on social media, let me know. Somebody did that. I didn't do it. A devil did it. I don't follow anybody. I told my uh, staff and... and my children, don't make sure you don't put uh, uh, have me following anybody. And as I've told you before, I would not let anybody lay hands on me. Don't let people lay hands on you. Stop it. You stop it right at that point. 
when they start to reach out for you and slap you, grab the hand, grab the arm, not the hand, grab the arm. No, no, I, I don't need that. Because they will put the devil and the demons of hell in them on you. And you start talking crazy and acting crazy like them. Don't do that. Unless it's your pastor and you know him to be a holy, godly man. That's it. And, and amen. Let me help you men. Let me help you men. Let your wife lay hands on you. Only. Not for prayer, but for other reasons. Huh? Huh? Yeah, there's many things her hands can do to help you out. Rub your back, rub your feet. My wife does this every day. In the morning, in the afternoon, after I preach today, she's going to rub my legs down and my feet down before I go to bed at night. Let her lay hands on you. But don't you listen to me, gentlemen, men, wild men. Some of you are too gentle, my soul. Don't let another preacher woman lay hands on you, sir. And if they ask why not, tell them I said it. Daniel White the Third told me not to let you do that. Don't don't let no woman lay hands on you, man. I don't flip what you thinking. What kind of doctrine you have? Don't do that. I don't, I don't care who she thinks she is. She done committed fornication and adultery and uh, homosexuality, lesbianism, and everything else and going to lay hands on you. Uh, she's a prophetess. My foot. Uh, and I've seen this. I've seen this in some of the uh, holiness churches. I, I, I saw it really in my mother's church. Who She's supposed to be like the uh, apostle and the bishop and, 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 and archbishop and everything else. Over her granddaddy's church, who, who who founded the church as a man, and now is run by women. Women are over the men, and I have seen this. I I, I never I have never seen such an abomination in church before. Little shorties, huh? Putting their hands on chests, even over the hot air, because they can't reach the head. With some oil, the devil is a lie. And they put their hands on the man to pray for the man. Have you lost your minds, people? Have you lost your righteous minds? No, no, no. That ought not to be happening. That's in the words of Bishop Daniel White Jr., who I'm afraid to say allowed some of this foolishness to go on before he died and went to heaven. He knows better now that is ass backwards. And I don't care if you sweet little evangelicals like it or not. You cannot do that. I don't want you. I don't want to see that ever again. She has no power or authority over you. As a man, that's, that's, that's not supposed to be. These things are not supposed to And I love my dad. I love my mom. They're just wrong. And see, uh, and my dad, you know, he he allows for this. 
How? Why? Because he was married to Jezebel. Jezebel coached him to do that and, and coerced him to do stuff like that. He was a Baptist preacher at one time. He knows better than that. But to keep these, see, you know why I don't do that? Because that does not work. It's not a real peace in the first place. And uh, or not to be all twisted up in command to try to keep the peace and walked on like a rug. And this is what's wrong in the church. Let a woman lay hands on you, man. And you know, it's not it's not a matter of insecurity. It's not, not a matter of you're proud and all of that. It's a matter that you're a man. She's a woman. And I and I want to tell you something. You could probably handle it better than she can, but I doubt if you could handle it that well. No, no, no. Some other man, wife, pressing against the halves of your chest. Huh? All up in your heart area and all that right there. She can't have that. And and uh, you should not be able to handle it. Anyway. First Chronicles 12, 32. And of the children of Issachar. Which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do the heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandment uh, Dr. E.M. Bounds the doctor of prayer said true leaders are not leaders because of brilliancy but because by the power of prayer, they had the power of God. That's where the power comes from. That's how some men know, uh, have discernment, deep discernment. You don't have to explain everything to them. They already know because God told them. And some men know what to do. And all men do not know. Most men do not know. Most women do not know. And notice the word men in this passage. Thank God for the few women that God has used in a mighty fashion down through the years. But not in a position of leadership over men. Because that's out of order. Most people don't know what to do. And, 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 and most pastors have totally made a mess of things since the plague. They made a mess of things before the plague, but even since the plague, they have made a mess of things. And some of them have blood on their hands. Because they didn't know what to do. They were all gung hold uh, to keep their business going because they want to keep their money coming in, and they risked the lives of people with bogus rah rah talk when they knew 
God would get the glory. The people can praise him from home and uh, keep them well as well. But no, they want to do the rah-rah thing because their little uh, dream was falling apart. And there are people who are sick, not sick and got well, but they got sick and with the coronavirus, uh, the sickness continues. You got family members who don't want to go and see, uh, don't want to even talk to other people in the family because they, they went with the rah-rah thing and they got trapped and they don't want to admit that they're sick. Pastor, you're at fault. And you will be held to account for the lives of the people uh, that you have destroyed, the lives that you have destroyed with ongoing bad health and vulnerability and some are in the grave because of you. And you're part of the bandwagon of the rah-rah uh, happy talk. Because you don't know uh, the times. And I do not believe we finished the uh, explanation of this passage. And I would like to finish that. I believe it cut off in the middle. Because this passage, I'm not in a hurry to get out of it. It's a powerful, unique passage. In fact, I believe Matthew Henry said there's no other passage like it in the in the uh, in the Bible. And I cut it off in the middle. Is that where we Is that where we are? Is that or is that the beginning? So the end? That's where it is? Huh? Okay, make sure uh, everybody's aware of that. And so, as we break down this passage further, using godly men and their wisdom of the past, As we continue with Dr. Matthew Henry, in this critical juncture, they knew Israel ought to make David king. It was not only expedient, but necessary. See, true men of God who are called by God to know the times, to understand the times, and to know what to do. See. It's, 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 it's the ability from God 
to know what to do right now and what to do next. And most pastors today don't know that. That's why many are quitting the ministry because they don't know what God is doing. They, many of them don't even know God and you're really in trouble. See, the present posture of affairs called for it. And one of the problems is that many people who are to follow these men such as Dr. Tony Evans, they think they know. They think they know. And they're proud. And they're arrogant. And they think they know and they're constantly messing up. Instead of waiting on God, they plow ahead in a foolishness. Causing people to die and get sick. Because the they don't see they don't know. Doctor Tony Evans knows that this plague is against the church, not against anybody else. He knew that from Jump Street. While hundreds, maybe thousands of so-called uh, preachers, nothing but hirelings, in it for the money, lying to the people. Oh, we're going to come out of it. We're going to come out of it. The devil is a lie. I rebuke the devil. Let me just help you people with something. Help you with that right there. Okay? You better let the Lord do the rebuking. You need to pray to the Lord. That's who you're supposed to know. You really don't know the devil like that. It reminds me of the story in the book of Acts. Where the demon said people were trying to cast out demons and do something against the devil and the demons jumped down and said Jesus I know Paul I know his servant but who are ye huh and that's why some of you preachers out of the ministry today not doing anything some of you uh, have quit but you have not told anybody we know we don't even know whether we don't even know who you are uh, many of you uh, prosperity preacher. I, I, I don't hear it. What happened to the prosperity gospel preachers? I can't hear nothing. Bad English. But you understand what I'm saying. I can't hear nothing from my prosperity gospel preacher. Where are you? Those of you who jumped on the stage on Daystar and uh, TBN talking about that we rebuke the devil. This this plague, this this pandemic, we we rebuke it, and using the Lord's name in vain and everything. When Jesus Christ is rebuking you, see you didn't know that. When Jesus Christ is chastising you, why? Because why 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 you uh, don't you know that? Because you don't have discernment. Pardon me, you don't have discernment. You don't have understanding from God. Or you've read your books in the cemetery, but that's not going to get it. 
<laughs> you, you're not, you were not walking with God. You probably were not talking to God. No doubt. And so that's why you don't know anything. You don't know what to do. If man is standing and tell you this, you go do that. It's not even working for him. You look to other men who are blind leaders of the blind. The men of Issachar dealt mostly in country business and did not much intermeddle in public affairs, which gave them an opportunity of observing others and conversing with themselves. <clears throat> a stand-by sees sometimes more than a gamester. They were men of great interests. All their brethren were at their commandment. The commonality of that tribe, having bowed their shoulder to bear, the great men had them at their back. Hence we read of the princes of Issachar. They knew how to rule. So not only did they know what was going on in the times, not only did they know what to do, but they knew how to implement it. They, they, they knew how to tell the people under them how to spread it out in the right way across the nation and so forth. Only God can give you that ability. Only God can give you that understanding and then that ability to know what to do and then to implement it and to get it done and tell people how to do it. You don't have to do it all yourself, but you have the ability and the authority from God to tell people how to do it. And if they're wise, if they're saved, if they're smart, they'll do it. But you always have some proud devils in the bunch. They know they don't know. They, they, and, and they know they don't understand. They know they don't know what to do. But they go on headlong into destruction. Thousands of pastors have done this. Thousands of Jezebels who led Ahab's and they're dead now, husbands and wives, pastors and pastors' wives, pastors and pastors' wives. Many people who gave communion and took communion while they were living in sin are dead now. They knew how to rule and the rest knew how to obey. We have people today who are not interested in obeying. They want to just do what they want to do. They don't want to come crying to you when things don't work. 
this is why at Dr. Tony Evans's age I suggest that he does, he does not take a whole lot of meetings anymore because he's already told them for the past five decades he's so loving and so meek he goes and tries to help them anyway knowing that these stiff neck uh, jokers are not going to do it. And he has a pastor's heart, so he, uh, one third of him is pastor. And he loves the fellowship, and he, he loves being loved, and, and so forth and so on. Uh, one third of him is prophet, though. Now, once he gets up in the pulpit, you see a different man from down there uh, where he, you know, hugs you and, and risks his life to hug you because he loves you. He's a teacher, a pastor, a prophet, and an evangelist. Many of you don't know it, but uh, he thought he was going to, he wanted to be an evangelist after he got out of seminary. He has an evangelist's heart. Uh, I believe that's one of the reasons why God led him, one of the motivating factors as to how, uh, why God led him to, uh, to stand behind me and my family and our ministry because he has a soul winner's heart he has an evangelist's heart and and uh, he gets excited about evangelism really in his way and uh, it is happy indeed when those that should lead are intelligent and judicious. Now let me just help you with this thing regarding education too. Now if God has your heart education is fine. If you're walking with God education is, is beautiful. And here's how you know when somebody's truly educated, okay? Uh, and, and, and see, see, you cannot technically you cannot be a PhD if you don't know how to talk about your subject without referring to a whole bunch of notes, and you are able to answer any question without referring to notes. Dr. Tony Evans is a master at that. You cannot you cannot have a doctorate and and, and then not know what you're talking about. They 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 have it set up in the uh, university to make sure that you don't get passed. You got to know what you know. You got to know it. This is why. Uh, God, uh, you know, God has used Dr. Tony Evans in many different situations where he can feel questions and bam, 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 knock it out of the park every time from a theological, biblical standpoint. He's a Issachar man. Not only does he know the times, not only does he know what to do, 
he can tell you in detail from quoting verse, chapter and verse as to what you need to do. And here's what the deal is. And that's why I want all of you white evangelicals, white Southern Baptists, black National Baptists, uh, all of you Bible folk. This man, by the grace of God, has earned this honor. And you need to you need to leave, leave the man alone as far as going everywhere. It's time out for that. And but you need to get in touch with this man as leaders of your group. You, you don't need to have all the pastors calling him, trying to reach him. Just a few. And before you say anything, before you make a statement about something like the hot button issues of the day you need to consult with him and let him guide you now then when in, in, in the future he'll, you'll know what you need to do because evidently you don't know what to do people some of you people right now are getting all gung-ho ready to get all caught up in the political mess get all caught up with trump and uh the wizard of oz and everybody else and want to March against Disney. Listen, let me tell let me tell you people something. You people are so eager to get all caught up in this foolishness that you will follow a hippie down there at Mickey Mouse's house and stand in front of a Disneyland fighting against Mickey Mouse. You're more excited about that than praying, reading the Bible. Witnessing for the Lord. I'm going to tell you, Dr. Tony Evans will tell you, all we want you to do is pray and vote. We don't need you doing that. The church must stay neutral on God's word. We don't need to be taking sides with anybody. Now he's going to tell you, he's already told you that. That comes from the Lord. And that's why you're in a mess today. We're in a mess in the church today because of this foolishness and you're getting ready to do it again. In fact, you, you shouldn't be a Republican or a Democrat. You're, all Christians ought to be independent with the Lord and you go and vote biblically. And matter, matter of fact, why don't you run? Instead of getting on the bandwagon with people and you sweating and, and, and running all over the country and canvassing for people. For people you don't know who are probably lost and, 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 and Dr. Oz, and I, I think he's an affable individual, but he's a Muslim. And, and, and Trump will have you Christian out there campaigning for a Muslim <laughs> who was made popular by Oprah. And he's aiming for the presidency. I want you to understand. He wants to be president of ours. I mean, you, 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 
and, and Oprah will, and, and see, Oprah is so sick and tired of the mess that Obama did with all this, this homosexual mess. He, she, she, she stand, she's willing to stand behind a Republican. I guarantee you, she'll go if he runs for president. She's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna get behind him. But God's people are not to be bothered with all of that. Pray, read your Bible, obey God, witness for the Lord, campaign for the Lord, put a placard in your yard for the Lord, pass out flyers for the Lord, pass out gospel tracts for the Lord, and vote. That's it. That's all uh, we want you to do. And, and then shut up with all of this other stuff. We don't want to see you down there in front of Disneyland behind a hippie who is a song leader. Excuse me. Because I'm getting ready to get upset. God told me. God told us in his word. Be angry. But sin not. A lady told Spurgeon, Spurgeon, you ought not be saying things like that. Spurgeon said, Madam, if you knew how much I held back, uh, you would praise me or something to that effect. Judicious, and those who are to follow are modest, and uh, obedient. It is said of them, all that they engaged in this enterprise with a perfect heart. Pardon me, and particularly of the men of Zebulun, that they were not of double heart. Isn't it wonderful to deal with people who are not of a double heart? And let me tell, and uh, let me tell you, people who are, who have discernment and uh, who understand the times and who know what to do, you will have some Judases in your camp. You will have persecutors who will try to stop you. But you know what to do. You follow the Lord. They were in this matter, they were in this matter, Israelites indeed, in whom was no guile. And this was their perfection, that they were of one heart. None had any separate interests, but all for the public good. Are you that way? It's not about us. It's about everybody being in an environment where they can do God's will and prosper and do what needs to be done. It's not for uh, just those men who uh, know what to do, those men who 
uh, understand the times. It's not just for their benefit. In fact, it's not for their benefit at all. They don't want anything in return. They don't even want a pat on the back. They're so uh, meek and humble and broken. Uh, they don't even want to be recognized. And they're certainly not in it for the money because they're going to make more enemies than they will friends. It's for the public good. We want you to do these things that we tell you to do for the good of everybody. And that includes us. And, and the, the reason why I have an, an attitude, if you will, I feel some kind of way, rather, towards some pastors is, is because you put us in this situation and you act like you don't know it. You want things to just keep on going the way they're going. Listen to me very carefully. What Andy Stanley and evidently his cohorts who would not dare say these things, what they're doing, that needs to cease. And if that's what Church Leaders is about, Church Leaders Magazine, and uh, Outreach Magazine is about under Ed Stetzer, uh, including uh, Greer, both of these men I know know better than what Andy Stanley is talking about. I asked the question in one article that I wrote, is Andy Stanley a homosexual himself? Is he bisexual? First of all, because I, I just never, I've never, I mean, I hardly ever see a man have so much, a little, a little man like that have so much influence and power over powerful men who are more powerful than he is. And how he can get them to go along with his foolishness. His heresy. That's, 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 uh, that's, uh, uh, that's, uh, I marvel at that. Because Ed Stetson knows better. Greer knows better. Uh, a man that I highly respect, Russell Moore, knows better. And they can try to create a pretext to try to attack me all they want to. I love these brothers. These brothers, I'm talking about the brothers. I don't believe Andy Stanley is a brother. I believe he's lost, demon-possessed, and on his way to hell. And I, I, and I love his father. And I, I pray that his father will intervene and make a statement, but he loves his son. And it's hard because uh, he doesn't want to lose that relationship with his son anymore, again. And so, uh, uh, what needs to be done, uh, others will do it. Uh, but Absalom must be stopped. And I'm calling on again Ed Stetzer, a great man of God. Greer, a great man of God, to denounce the evil 
of Andy Stanley and the heresy of Andy Stanley and to save the church. Otherwise, my beloved brethren, and I love you, you have, God has blessed you with great gifts and great education. I, I want you to, to cut his foolishness out of your ministries. You need to retract your endorsement of his books. And uh, you need to let the church know that we are not hooked up, pun not intended. We're not hitched up to Andy Stanley. I don't know how much money Andy Stanley been paid by Obama and them, but uh, uh, and see he's uh, and he's worse as I, I'm going to say to you. I tell you maybe tomorrow, he's worse than Otis Moss the Third. After things were passed, they accomplished their task. Otis Moss III had enough sense to shut up and not, not try to dismantle the Bible and gut the Bible. See, to have uh, homosexuality to stand in this country and to try to get the church to go with it. He shut his mouth after the, the, all the mess passed that he helped Obama to get through. But no, Andy Stanley, he's got to go and try to gut the Old Testament for, at first where the Bible is very clear against the abomination of homosexuality. And isn't it strange how that these people are so wicked. Now we, as, as Christians, we don't try to say adultery is not a sin. Fornication is not a sin. We may do it, but we, we know it's a sin. But these devils, they want to get Andy Stanley and others to join them in saying that homosexuality is not even a sin. So we, it ought not even be an issue. And so just let the homosexuals grouped up together, holding hands and everything, come into the church and take over the church. And let me, let me, let me help you. Let me help you now. Okay, you do that mess, and some of you have done it. They will, because they're very demonically evangelistic, they will take over the church. And they will control you. And they will dominate you. And if you try to get it back from them, they're going to sue the pants off of you. And they have already done so. That, that, that's, that's what you're going to get from following Andy Stanley. Dr. Brown who has dealt with this issue very lovingly, far more lovingly and respectfully than I have. He wrote an article recently that broke my heart because I knew this was, this was going to happen. He knew it too. Now in the church, not only down in the school district, now in the church, your children are coming out as homosexuals and lesbians. Going to the church, they were a boy, he was a boy, and he is a boy. Last year, the demonic school system flipped him on purpose 
Now he's coming to church with you as a girl uh, and going to challenge you on your love. And they want you to change instead of you, the parent, wanting them to change. And the parents don't even know what hit them. Thanks, Andy Stanley. Thanks, Otis, Otis Moss III. And Ed, uh, if you're with them, J.D., if you're with them, J.D., not J.D. Hall, J.D. Grill. If you're with that, still, how much money did they pay y'all? It must be more, more than 30 pieces of silver in my soul. You still going to persist with this? Now I understand it's going deeper. Uh, like a devil out of hell. Dismissing the New Testament and want to hang Jesus Christ on the fallible history books. When for 2,000 years we have depended upon the Bible. And by the way, the power is in the Bible. The power is in the Word of God, always. Okay? So how, how are you doing? How are you doing with your young people? Generation X, Generation Z, the millennials. Huh? Is your daughter binding, uh, buying a binding thing to bind up her breasts? You don't, uh, you, you, you mothers, huh? Has she cut her hair to look like a boy? Has your son been wearing uh, female clothes? Putting on lipstick? And you raised them in the church. And you're going to church now with a boy who looks like a girl and a girl who looks like a boy. Because, the, because of Andy Stanley and others allowing this foolishness in the church and now in the family. How you doing? You never saw this coming, did you? You thought it'd just be a, a, just a little spattering of homosexuals, you know, that may come and they won't hurt us because we let them in holding hands and looking like uh, heathen, looking like uh, all painted up. Oh, but see, just like they want, just like they, uh, the drag queens go and teach the little girls and little boys in the library and at your school in your district. They want to do it in the church now. I can see them now in my mind's eye. Pastor, we would like to teach the little kiddies Sunday school. You know, you made us members a few months back. We only think it's right that since we are drag queens that we can come in and and teach the little children in Sunday school. How about that pastor? Well, uh, no, I don't think that. Okay, then we're just going to sue the pants off you because you're not letting us do like everybody else. We're members too. How you doing, pastor? Huh? How you doing, preacher? So smart. You're so dumb. You think you're so smart and you're so dumb. How are you doing now? You can't, you can't allow that in the church. 
My wife, a pastor, listen, my wife, she used to work at a daycare center. And now his wife is a band now, okay. Uh, looking like a cool Magnon, looking like a, a sleeve stack. He's a man, six foot four. This is my wife, Pastor. And he used to work in the nursery, really not too far from the church. And he, he got a glowing, he received glowing reports from the boss. And, and he wants to work in, and volunteer in the nursery, in the church. We're members. How you doing, Pastor? Huh? You all right? Because that's what they're doing. And they're going to infiltrate and, and, and watch this. And guess who's going to be all for it? Godly men are not going to be all for it. They're going to be disgusted. And they're going to leave your church. But guess who's going to be all for it? Your wife, pastor's wife, is going to be all for it. That's why some of you otherwise sane men, you're allowing it to happen. Because you are vagina whipped. Jezebel rules you. See, this is the problem with that. And all of the other women, they're going to say, why not? I said, why not? He's my hairdresser anyway. Why not let him in? And, and now we have your children coming in the church with weird... Don't get mad at me. This is what's happening, and it is an abomination in the sight of God. Close the church down. You have destroyed it. And God is going to finish it by closing you down. Get out of the ministry for allowing this foolishness to happen because you don't know the times and you didn't listen to those who do know the times. And you didn't do what they told you to do because you're a proud uh, person. And probably lost. And if you are lost, you need to get saved. And so if you're with us today, religious, you may be a pastor, you may be a pastor's wife, religious but lost, you need to get saved. I know it may be hard for you, but you need to do that. If you are a homosexual and you are a practicing homosexual, you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved. You say, well, I did that. Are you still a homosexual? Are you still an adulteress, an adulterer? Are you still a fornicator? Are you still a drunkard? Then evidently you didn't get saved. Or you may struggle with it in the first, you know, early months, early years maybe. But after a while, by and by, you're going to know, and you're going to instantly know it's wrong. God will make sure of that. Uh, you're not saved and you need to get saved. If you're practicing sin and you don't feel any guilt about your sin, you're not saved. So first, accept the fact, dear friend, that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, the Holy Bible, the Ten Commandments. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin, the payment of sin is death. You're not going to do these things in God's sight and get away with it. It's, it's not happening. Sin has to be paid for. What sins, preacher? Lying, stealing, committing adultery, fornication, having sex outside of marriage of any kind, that includes homosexuality. Don't believe the lie that homosexuality is not a sin. It is a sin. In fact, God calls it uh, a name that's worse than, than sin. It's an abomination in God's sight. Yes, I do believe that uh, homosexuality is a worse sin than adultery and fornication. That's what I believe. I don't have time to explain all of that. But it really doesn't matter. They're all sin and it's an abomination in God's sight when you do it. Lusting after people in your heart, looking at pornography is a sin. Dishonoring God by taking his name in vain is a sin. Dishonoring your parents, disrespecting your parents is a sin. And the wages of sin is death. That means that you're going to die, not because of cancer, not because of a car crash, not because of a dreaded disease. You're going to die because of your sins, your sinful nature and the sins that you choose to commit. And uh, God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die because of your sins, death is final. Death is not a part of life, as some philosophers will tell you. It is the end of life, my dear friend. It is the most frightening, outside of hell, it is the most frightening thing in the world. And if God will allow you to die from this beautiful lighted earth, this ball hanging on nothing but the power of God Almighty, God will allow you, my friend, to go to hell for your sins. If you don't stop by the cross and believe in his son Jesus Christ, who is the sacrificial Passover lamb of God of all time, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. And believe in him, you're going straight to hell. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet or apostle in the Bible more than anybody in the Bible, rather. 
So third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell, my dear friend. Oh, you can jam, jam, boogie, boogie all you want to. You can commit all of the adultery and all of the fornication and all of the drunkenness and all of the homosexuality you want. Go on with your bad self. Uh, just understand what Solomon said, the wisest man who ever lived. You can do what you want, basically. You can, just have a, you can let the good times roll and have a good time doing what you want to do. Uh, just understand, you're going to be brought into judgment by God. I mean, that's all. Nobody gets away with evil. Nobody gets away with sin. That's not, I, I don't care. You say, well, they got away with it. No, they, they didn't. The people that they're finding in Lake Mead right now, you, you, you're saying, oh, those criminals got away with it. Mm, 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 no, they didn't. They, they, they may be found out here in a few days on earth but in God's sight vengeance is mine I will repay you're going to pay for your sins either you are going to pay for them yourself in hell or Jesus Christ who died for your sins has already paid for them and you're going to believe in him he is the attorney who has never lost a case you better go to him he's far more powerful than that lawyer with the sludge hammer uh, on television trying to get you to do business with him. Far more powerful. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, these words, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not in the fire is not quenched. You think Jesus is joking or playing? Jesus does not do that. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter hall into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not in the fire is not quenched. You think Jesus Christ is kidding around? You think Jesus Christ is trying to pull a prank saying these hard, tough uh, words and then, you know, then he'll say to you later, I just told you that because I was trying to scare you to get saved. Jesus does not play games like that. Nor does God. And he is God. He's the Son of God. And if he's the Son of God, he is God. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Our sins are very bad. We deserve hell for them. But God so loved the world. Hell is bad news. I have some good news for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend that Jesus Christ suffered and bled and died on the cross for our sins. He died a cruel death because sin is cruel. 
was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God so that you and I can be saved from the destruction that our sins have caused from the eternal burning hell. And everybody who believes in Jesus Christ will truly will be saved from hell and saved from the hell of sin. Those who reject Jesus Christ and don't believe in him and they love pleasure and sin more than they love God, they, they love darkness rather than light, they will spend eternity in the darkness and in the flames of hell that shall never be quenched. It's your choice. I preach on this every day. You say, preacher, it seems like you're saying the same thing every day. Well, when you stop going to listen to politicians who say the same dumb things every day and lies every day when they speak, and you say rah, rah, and you laugh your head off at the same jokes, then, then, then come talk to me. But I have an advantage. I'm repeating the words of Jesus Christ. His words are eternal. So they have an impact every time you say them, every time you read them, every time you expound upon them. His words are eternal. I'm not here to preach my words. And I have no uh, false notion that I should be original in everything that I say when it comes down to preaching God's word. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou, you, my dear friend, you will be saved from hell. This may be your last time seeing me. Maybe my last time uh, seeing you. So get saved today. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today. And he will. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven by the grace of God and through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you want to be saved today, it's your choice. God is not going to make you and I can't make you. Is up to you. You are a free moral agent. You can do what you want to do. But you need to understand the facts. If you reject Jesus Christ and don't believe in him, you're going to spend eternity in hell. And your unbelief does not change the fact. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you, you will be saved and you'll, you will be going to heaven when you die. So follow me in prayer, the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Don't play with God. And I'm preaching to church members, church folk, people who have been in the church for years who are oftentimes the worst kind of person to try to reach with the gospel. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, the pastors and the pastor's wives. You're religious, but you're lost. And you're on your way to a devil's hell, and you know it. 
and those who are irreligious, those who have never darkened a church door. Get saved today while you can. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have repeatedly done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who as the Lamb of God has taken away the sin of the world, including my sin. As I believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by your power, and who is sitting at your right hand right now, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I believe in your holy gospel, that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit. I receive you and save my soul from the hell that I deserve. and save my soul to the heaven that I don't deserve. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle on the inside and on the outside. Lord Jesus, help me to truly become a disciple of yours. And help me to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And you prayed that prayer with me. Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. 
Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know so that we can rejoice with you, pray for you, and send you some free material to help you to grow in the faith and be the, the uh, disciple and the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, you're going through a difficult time, as many, many people are, please email us at any time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And we have a team of people here who will pray for you by name until you tell us to stop. Most people don't tell us to stop. And I don't blame them. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good is my prayer. If I don't see you later on this evening, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. If the Lord tires is coming, and we live. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. Let's all stand for our closing prayer and as we sing and listen to our fly away. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this great time around your holy word. I cannot thank you enough Lord, for choosing to make me to be one of those who know the times and who know what to do and how to instruct your people. I praise you and thank you, Fathers, as you're leading me to point many other people to other men who are uh, older and uh, better than I. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would remove all false pastors and false prophets out of your church. Continue to purify your church and Lord protect your people from hirelings and false teachers and people who are in the ministry for their own purposes. And Lord, I pray that your people would just stay home and worship you until you give them the freedom and liberty to go to a Bible-believing church to join with others. Uh, but help them all to realize, including the pastors and uh, others in church leadership, that um, it is wise to keep the people healthy and safe and to help them to understand that the chastisement and rebuke is against us for uh, blaspheming your name, disobeying your word in very ugly and ungodly ways. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, through it all, I pray, we still pray for over three million souls to be saved. If that has not happened already, thank you for those who have gotten saved. And Lord, help them to stand strong and to grow in the faith. Lead God and direct your people. And Lord, we thank you for men who know the times and who know what to do. 
We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen.